Coming to you from Scenic the Basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn, I'm Jana Jefferson and this is Anne Friends with Jana Jefferson. Every other week, me and a new guest host each time, oh gosh, I can't speak, each time. This is like the fifth time I've messed this up, but we keep it rolling. Okay. You guys know what the deal is. Uh, today's guest is none other than Voluke. How do you pronounce your last name? Tawakli like broccoli minus the brow plus a twa. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've never said that before. Just kidding. But how, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, it sounds like you, you have that rehearsed. Yes. I came up with it once uh, in middle school when a substitute teacher didn't know how to say my name. And then from then on, people called me Tawaka Broccoli. Tawaka Broccoli. Tawaka Broccoli. Well, how are you today, Faluke? I am good, thank you. I'm trying to keep my, my head up and keep grinding and keep moving. How is work? Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Work was work. Um but I'm blessed. Blessed to have not a but but in but in uh, addition implicates <laughs> uh, contradiction. I am blessed and highly favored. I have a job. Um a job where I feel myself expanding and I'm grateful Good. for that. God bless. God bless. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? Nope. Yes, come on. <laughs> Praise him. Praise him. So every episode we have our Beyonce mood of the day, which is basically describing how you're feeling today using a Beyonce song, a Beyonce lyric, mm-hmm. a Beyonce video, just to say how you're feeling today. Mm-hmm. So what would you say your Beyonce mood of the day is today? It's mm. an excellent question. I'm going to start doing this every day in my everyday rituals. Um, my <laughs> Beyonce mood of the day. That is an excellent question. Um... Hmm. You know what I find interesting? I don't know if it's my mood, but I think it's a mood of a generation. And it's the video for Pretty Hurts. Yes. Not that I'm necessarily that pretty and I'm like struggling Enough. with the fact that... You stop that every, today. Um, I, I was supposed to give up self-deprecating statements, but here I am. But <laughs> um, I've been talking to a lot of young people, young people being myself and my peers, mm-hmm. about how they feel, especially in this climate. And I feel like everybody has to put on a certain element of a mask in the spaces mm-hmm. that we're in. And... Um, you know, with a lot of different mental health issues in the news, whether it's from Kanye's outburst mm-hmm. or to the highly pub- publicized, um, you know, deaths of a couple of very mm-hmm. iconic people. Um, many people have been saying, check on check on your strong friend, check on your strong friend. But I think it's like an everyone thing mm-hmm. that you need to check on in everyone because um, weakness and strength appears in two different ways and Mm -hmm. struggle manifests in different ways but also then what does it mean to check on people and so when I uh the reason why I think of that video is because they ask her you know what do you want to be when you get grow up or you know miss third ward um what is your like what makes you like stuff like that yes and she says I want to be happy now note I used to use that answer all the time Mm -hmm. before Beyonce featured it in her music video uh so let the record trend (laughs) on trend I am a trendsetter Mm -hmm. um but also just the idea I think a lot of people are chasing happiness I know that I am Mm -hmm. um but at the same time um you kind of find liberation when you find your joy, which yes. is much more of an intrinsic having, process. Having this discussion just yesterday, um, we're all we're all trying to find what makes us happy, right? Yeah. But 
the road to finding out like what it is that makes you truly feel joy and when you know mm-hmm. what it is that that happy feeling is like you're gonna it's so hard to try to chase it sometimes because you're like oh well like what is it like what right. how what is what was that can I add it again yeah and the idea is that when you don't and I don't mean to make claims on other people's because I, I can only truly speak from my own experience, is that when you don't find internal fulfillment, you're always chasing mm-hmm. because you're trying to fill what is um, innately should be something that you have inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that, you know, brunch on Sunday is going to do it for you or your summer fling is going to do it for you or your job is going to do it for you. Like the work cannot save you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can save you and you know, what you believe in. I believe that we are all whole through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But what does that mean? We are whole through love. We Mm -hmm. are whole through unconditional love. And when you first love yourself as you were born to do as a child, Mm -hmm. then you will reach euphoria. Did I say that correctly? See, now that was beautiful. My Beyonce move of the day is certainly not as profound okay um i'll I'll change my answer (laughs) no you can know that's like perfect my beyonce mood of the day is ape shit i just want the the podcast to go ape shit over this um wisdom and laughter and joy oh my goodness that that song is my hype up song i keep listening to it when i'm driving and i feel like i'm going to crash because it just makes me feel like wow yes 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 every time the beat drops so do my inhibitions so <laughs> so there's a chance that yes i may um die in pursuit of fecal matter that will go mammal um, i can't with you <laughs> but um what, what i also I, I also identify very heavily with the idea that if you look at that um music video oh, and the, music the black everything. bodies and white spaces absolutely. Mm-hmm. that is also a heavy mood of coming from corporate america absolutely and the other thing is the look in her eyes when she goes to that music video you know she's doing hype stuff mm-hmm. but she's just real key she's so peel. like low-key about it she's just like yep yeah, whole lot of gang and, and that but whole that, thing and i'm like what she is so that's you weren't you just on your instagram dancing that um kiki oh yeah i was with some like hyper famous oh, person and you're just coming from, here like you're an average joe that's I, like, I don't know so. i'm just like i don't know that i don't pay attention to like i i love what i do and i love the things that i get to do through my job but like when people are like oh my god like you were with so and so i'm like yeah so i don't I <laughs> like and i was more hype over how synchronized y'all were than, oh we practiced we rehearsed because to me <laughs> you're a queen right and so is she so just because maybe more people know her queendom through exposure doesn't minimize who you are she should be equally as excited to see you because you're oh, out here baby God. girl Faluke, we don't des- we <laughs> don't deserve Faluke broccoli. We don't. <laughs> we sure don't. My Beyonce the mood of the- my Beyonce mood of the day, I think, is radio from the Sasha Fierce side yes. of the I Am album. Yes. Because I just I was thinking about it sitting on the train. Like my playlist on Spotify is like top notch. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of the ones that I've curated for myself and my ears and some of my friends' listening pleasures mm-hmm. if they want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so happy. And I'm like, wow. Like, nothing fills me with more joy than music does. Wow. It really doesn't. So I think I'm in love with my radio because it never lets me down. And mm. that's how I feel today. Mm. 
and I fall in love with my Come stereo on whenever I hear the sound. Uh, 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 and then the song just keeps going on. An underrated, an underrated bop. Wow. We bop is definitely the word for we it. We don't deserve. Man, what was your favorite Beyonce album? Mm, I am. Mm, wow. Um, that's like picking your favorite child. Um, unfair. <laughs> highly unfair, but there is an answer, right? Uh, you feel wrong. Uh, but <laughs> I love all of my kids equally. I love all of my kids, However, but also the one. Have you seen those tweets that are like, we cannot rank the office episodes. <laughs> at the bottom, it's like the episode where Dwight does the fake fire. Like, yes. That's how I feel. Um, <laughs> my favorite album, I want to say four. Okay. Um, is there a specific reason? Well, Beyonce's favorite number is four, and I love a yes. I love a woman with consistency. Right? We got her. Birth- <laughs> we love a consistent. We love queen. a consistent queen. Uh, her <laughs> birthday, her anniversary, Jay Z's birthday, mm-hmm. um, Blue Ivy, Ivy, Ivy. Um, and I think. I studied marketing. I love branding. I love mm-hmm. consistency. That for me is great. Commitment to a literal number, like mm-hmm. that's core values right there. Um, but um, four was love on top. Yes. Yes. Um, End of time. Um, party. Oh, um, we like the party. Hey. hey mm, uh, mm. Uh, uh. Um, I think it also just came at a very pivotal time in her life, right? So she Mm -hmm. used Love on Top to announce her um, pregnancy with Blue Ivy. But even before um, becoming a mother to Blue Ivy, she was essentially not only a mother to me. (laughs) (laughs) Not only our mother. Not only our mother, but she struggled a lot with her fertility. Mm -hmm. Um, She, you know, talks about end of time and the, again, the endlessness of her, like that, album to me is full of love it's full of good vibes but it's also full of vulnerability and it's also full of reflection in a subtle way and I think when I think about good music and I think about albums that I love it's albums that uh, decades from now when I am Mm -hmm. drinking a wine cooler at a barbecue lecturing my nieces and nephews it's something that I'm still gonna play and remember fondly um you know till the end of time yes no pun intended this ape shit it's and it's it's a moment everything is it's love. a moment it's very think, temporary to me i think this album very much was like we can do it mm-hmm. we are doing it mm-hmm. we are having fun we don't need to explain mm-hmm. anything to yep, you that's what i this that's the one project. the one ca- the one concept about the album that i really loved so much it's like yeah we're black we can still do this too right like we can shut down the louvre correct like i love that and the whole album was just being like yeah Fuck with me. You know I got it. Like, I love right. that. But it's a, it's a great summer bop, not just because the, mm-hmm. they have a song called Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I don't think I'll listen to it 30 Mm-mm. years Absolutely from now. Absolutely not. I think it's one of those things that's trendy. Yes. Um, Especially for, since they grabbed the Migos for right. Ape Shit. And it's not necessarily everything... Well, the things I love about Beyonce is her vulnerability, her vocals, her talent, and her vision for excellence. Mm-hmm. Like, she is, adheres to a high, high standard. Um, but 
I think it was much more about the Carters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've forgiven Jay-Z, so that was difficult for me at first. Um, for me, I just feel like he brings her down. Like, I'm just like, she is a standalone magnetic yeah. force. So it's like, oh, and I bought my guy, and everyone's just like, yeah, yeah okay. It was like, sis, it was just you on the invitation. You were fine, though. Right. Alone. And, I mean, <laughs> but that's, that's the thing I love about standing for Beyonce, is I can stand for her in all different cycles of her life. I think for a good period of her career, people expect her to be perfect and to exist in one um, version of herself. And as she's gotten older and matured and come into her own, she's much better at being... Um, unapologetic mm-hmm. while also showcasing how multifaceted she mm-hmm. is. And I, I love her for doing that. With somebody with her platform who can live in these different spaces, who can talk about the pain she's experienced while also celebrating not only her victory, but the victory of people around her. Like, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. queen! Amplify Ooh. those voices. That was like my cardio for the week. That feels good. <laughs> like exhausted. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that out. So listeners, remember... I've created a Spotify playlist for the Beyonce Mood of the Day. Search Beyonce Mood of the Day and follow it, please. <laughs> so each song mentioned by me and my friends to start off. Actually, it would be, oh my God, my friends and I. Sorry. <laughs> to start off the show have been and will be added to the playlist after each episode so you can stay up to date on your Beyonce discography. Discography. Like discography. Word. Thank you. Come on. Oh, now I have all these songs in my head now. I'm excited. So... If you haven't noticed, Fuge loves to talk. Oy. She's good at talking. I'm okay. And she has the knowledge and uh, something to say about a wide range of topics. So, to combine, this is like the first time and Friends has ever done this. We're combining talk of the town and questions with the guests into one very, very long, extended <laughs> talk of the town. So, before we start, tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Hmm. Well, I work in media. I like to say, uh, just like there's talk of the town. I like to think I'm a woman of the town. I don't know if there's sexual a gal about town. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but currently, I'm working um, at MSNBC, which um, has heavy focus on news. I'm very passionate about. Um, discussing a lot of very important issues that affect a lot of different people. I largely focus on marginalized communities um, and telling unique stories that move the needle forward on important issues. And that's very important, and we love what you do. OMG, thanks. What else have you been able to do through your job? Any places you've gotten to meet? Uh, any people you've gotten to meet? Any places you've gotten to go? Yeah. Um, I have met a ton of different people in a lot of different lines of work. Um, just like I believe that you're a celebrity. I think every person oh that God, I meet stop. is a celebrity. Well, I think uh, so the idea of celebrity is relative, right? So I suppose. You <laughs> might follow Kim Kardashian and check her page every day, but there's probably some boy who's hung up on you from high school who still checks your I page. wouldn't be surprised. Um, I kept those boys on their toes. Just kidding. I was like not that kind of girl in high school. I was oh, just okay. like, I'm going home <laughs> like right after school and going to dance, and that's it. Uh-huh, body rolled right onto the bus. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like come, but actually, maybe come back. You, um, can, you know. What? Did you just ask me? Um, yeah, you've met lots oh, of I met a lot of pseudo people. celebrities. Um, not pseudo celebrities. Like, people mother you is think a celeb- are celebrities. Like, exactly. Everybody, um, 
has a certain amount of recognition when it comes to communities that care about them, whether it's your family, whether it's your high school uh, crush, whether it's, um, you know, teenage girls yelling for a teenage heartthrob. Um, I'm going to be less deep so we can get through this. What <laughs> did you ask me? So who are you who talking I met? to? Who you who met? I met a lot of different people, a lot of really wonderful people. Um, should I name drop? Is that what we do here? You can name drop. Uh, Feel your oats. I don't. I don't love to name drop because I would like to think that uh, they. Sh- <laughs> what? What am I saying? I don't like to name drop. I also don't like to take pictures with that many people because I feel like Mm -hmm. once I do that, it takes me out of the element of Mm -hmm. being on their level. And then you're like, I'm a fan. and Yeah. yeah. Um, And while I admire a lot of people's work, I admire people in a lot of different fields work. I've got to meet people in politics. I've got to meet people um, in entertainment. I've gotten to meet um, America's top young scientists. Like, that 11-year-old was very special to me. very special. Um, And so I've had the... Uh, incredible pleasure to speak with a lot of different people and I think whenever whenever somebody shares with you whenever you can empower somebody to speak their testimony that is a privilege and that is a blessing and I will never take that for granted beautiful yeah where have I got to go you also asked me that I love to travel I am a person who if you give me a free ticket anywhere I'll probably say yes and figure out the rest later Mm -hmm. Um, so that started um early in my life I travel out with my family. I'm a first-generation immigrant, so I'm a first-generation American. So traveling to other countries is literally just like traveling to see family. Um, and then in college, it was really important to me to study abroad. So I studied abroad in Dubai, um, in Hong oh. Kong, Cape Town, Milan. Wow, beautiful. And then I traveled a lot through Europe while I was there. Um, and then I became an NBC Universal page when I Come finished <laughs> when I finished college, and they gave me the unique opportunity to travel to Miami um, mm-hmm. to work at Telemundo. I was originally oh, based wow, in beautiful. New York, mm-hmm. and I really just loved being in an immersive environment. And as much as I know the Black culture, because I identify in that culture and I understand it's not monolithic, it was really great to see. Say that again, please. Uh, as much as I love the Black culture and I understand how it's not monolithic. Thank you. The same applies to a lot of other different cultures. So be to be able to delve into the nuances of what it means to be a Latinx American mm-hmm. was really exciting. And also to be um, an ally in that space is something that I really pride myself on. I love that. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> wow, this is moving so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go out? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So somebody. we'll start with the fluffy stuff first. We have one fluff story, and the rest is nice and meaty, because I know that's where you succeed. I, I love fluff. I love meat. Um, Fl- I'm an not- omnivore. Mm, delish. Okay, so the hot topic, uh, the one hot topic uh, – sle- I'm sorry. Where are all these people coming from? We can cut that out. (laughs) We can cut that out. Welcome, friend. Hey, everybody. Okay, so the fluffy story. So, um, Tanache might be stalking Ben Simmons. Okay. And Kendall Jenner. Okay. Um, People who do not know about the situation, Tanache and basketball player Ben Simmons, where they were an item for maybe five months. It, It wasn't very long. Um, but they broke up. Apparently, um, Tanache was like, obsessed with 
internet fame and being seen and all that jazz. But then not to, and then Ben Simmons was like, oh no, I don't want a Kardashian, Mm. which is a beautiful irony Mm. because now he's dating one. Mm. Um, But then apparently Tanache's brother went on Twitter and was like, Ben Simmons cheated on my sister. So we don't know. But what? Yeah, Tanache's brother had this whole big rant about like how um, Ben Simmons cheated on Tanache with Kendall Jenner, (gasps) and that is like the main reason for their breakup. And maybe that just runs in the family. Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) But then Ben apparently allegedly 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 we all like conquest allegedly. Yeah, I mean. And by we, I mean the royal we Kardashians. Yeah, yes, I agree. But now Ben Simmons apparently is trying to hire more security because Tanache mm-hmm. keeps, uncoincidentally, that's not a word, uh, by coincidence, that's better. So coincidentally. By whatever. It's been a long day. Okay. I woke up at 5.50 this morning. <gasps> they changed my hours at the office, so now I get to I have to be there at 8.00. So when so I'm coming when I'm coming back from New Jersey, uh, I love New Jersey this past weekend. P.S. So I caught you the six. I heard the Jersey. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, you and this accent. I mine. love it. You must embrace what makes our special. New Jersey makes me special. I hear that's where they invented the light bulb. <laughs> they did. Thomas Edison. Thomas Alva Edison. That was his middle name, Alva. I see why they left it out of the history book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're called Thomas Alva again. Poor Thomas Alva. But anyway, um, yeah, I got <gasps> up at 5.50 to catch the 6.41 to get here at a decent hour. But yeah. Um, Hustle, grind, Tanache stalking. Yes, Tanache just keeps popping up wherever Ben Simmons and Kendall Jenner are. And then apparently they were at some club together, um, and Tanache was talking to TMZ mm-hmm. and was like, "You see this? Like Ben's texting me." And then a day well, later, well, t- I don't. Uh, but wait, wait, okay. A day later, admitted she was lying. Well, yeah, I girl, knew that, I knew like, that when what? I watched the video, like, she was lying. She's putting, she's she's making herself look so bad to me. Well, no here's one wants the to look thing crazy is, I don't know if she offered the information that he was. That I don't know if she offered commentary on him being at the club, right? So when mm-hmm. I watched the video of TMZ approaching um, her, it seemed as though they were like badgering her. I mean, oh my, and it's that type of producing that's like, oh my gosh, oh, she's know, in there, blah, 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 blah. And so can. she was like, oh my gosh, isn't it like weird that he's texting me right now? And I think she it's half, so she half intended to get that message out. And I think she mm. half was using sarcasm to deflect her pain. So. I don't know if she asked the Jenner slash Kardashian light to come into her life. I don't know if she needed all this um, high publicity on her breakup. But she, like my queen Beyonce, is human. So it's like now she has to live out this breakup in front of people, having people ask her questions every five seconds. Once she she was dating this, what is he, 21, 22-year-old basketball yeah. player from Australia who nobody knew and she was probably just getting her life. And now... Poor... I mean, like, I feel bad for her in that aspect, but, n- like, I wish that more attention was focused on, like, her actual craft. Like, I feel like... Okay, but where's she been, though? Shh. She just came out Underneath with Underneath the Ben She just came oh, out with Lord. Oh, girl! Oh, my God! <laughs> Strike that from the record. I don't know where that came from. Lord God, forgive oh my me. God. Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I feel... I feel... 
I feel bad for her in a way because, like, if it did happen the way that it did and she probably didn't get the closer she wanted, mm-hmm. that's not – that'll that'll hurt you and that'll F you up. Sure. Like, and it would have, sure. it would have anybody else. A hundred percent. But he, I empathize with her because, well, I haven't been in that situation necessarily – well – I probably have. I don't know. Somebody out there probably called me crazy. Um, But that's my point is Mm -hmm. that everything is subjective. Mm -hmm. And a lot of media, a lot of television has been run for many years to set women up to be looked at as crazy. For us. Because the people who run television, media, Mm -hmm. radio for so long are men. Mm -hmm. A lot of cisgender, heterosexual, white White men who are looking at the world through their lens and they see women as crazy. But a lot of times when you talk to that quote-unquote crazy woman, she's got a story and she's got pain that led her to that quote-unquote crazy behavior when... Um, it actually might just be rational behavior mm. or she may just be being emotional and I don't think that should be classified as crazy. Now, I don't know the full details of their story. I don't think she needs to be showing up everywhere that they are. But from what I understand, Hollywood is a small town. So it is quite small. Right. So if they dated for a long time... Maybe he used to take her to the spots that he's taking Kylie now. Now she's falling in love with that gumbo that she had at that restaurant. And now he want to take Kylie to eat that gumbo. You really think that the genders are eating gumbo? Um, is there Maybe, sausage in it? Usually. If it's andouilles. Oh, I believe. I believe there's sausage Look, in there. I don't know gumbo. what their dietary um, restrictions. Restrictions. Or, or personal restraints. Are, whatever. <laughs> what I'm saying is... One, she may have showed up at one place where they are Mm -hmm. and somebody wanted to call it stalking because we live in the age of hyper hyper sensationalizing Mm -hmm. headlines, whatever. Um, Do I think maybe she's hung up on this man? Yes, because she's a young woman. That might happen. I think he also might be hung up on her and maybe sending her mixed messages. That could be a possibility. And especially because he used the allegedly use the direct comparison of saying, I don't want to be with you because you're so obsessed with social media. You're basically like a Kardashian and then went with basically what is a Kardashian. That would eat Kardashian at adjacent. Kardashian <laughs> adjacent, bloodstream adjacent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that is hurtful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is it about her? And also, do you love the spotlight more than you loved what we had? Because if she believed that was real and now she see, sees that he's susceptible to... Um, the influences of fame. Mm-hmm. She may be thinking that she's a savior. Let me come back and get him and now, so he knows what he's missing. Apparently, I don't. Apparently, he did not. Fellas, here. Okay, you guys watch basketball. Do you guys watch basketball? Okay. Didn't Ben Simmons win Rookie of the Year and he like hardly even played this season? Basically, somebody did their prep work. Ben Simmons is like, now he's like a hot commodity. So it's like, maybe he's trying to up his own. He's a hot commodity because he's rookie of the year. That's kind of a big deal. Oh, look, (laughs) I know a little bit about a lot of things and basketball. It's not not one one of them. (laughs) But now he's like, maybe he's trying to up his own personal, um, I wouldn't say status. Like, I don't know amplify himself a little bit and maybe he didn't want to take Tanache along for that ride see also 
the reports I'm seeing say Ben Simmons says his ex Tanache is stalking him. Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't even know about that relationship. I don't know how this got to be so mainstream. Um, I think it's because now it's attached to a Jenner. A Jenner, right. But my thing is, I have never trusted anyone who said all their ex-girlfriends were crazy. What did you do to make them crazy? Because the common thread is your equipment. And he's so young. He's so young. He's so young. And so he, you know, probably is using that kind of language. He, honestly, he... um, the stalking might be a hyperbole. Mm. And then the media grabbed onto it. And now the poor girl is going to mm. like look like a leper. Unless she can use a PR thing to turn it around. I think what she needs to do is write a song about her pain. That sounds like a good use Hopeful. of your time, girl. Yeah. Write the song. Sing your thing out. Use your talents to get the attention for what you want it to be about. And then spin it to talk about you know, the plight of a woman who's just trying to love her man. How are black women out here trying to love their man and they're um, looking for the quickest, easiest way to get ahead or look great in society's eyes? Like, yeah, nice, you're with a Jenner, but also, like, here I was for you. Mm-hmm. And so what are, in especially in the United States, we are so celebrity obsessed that when we are looking in the face of love and the things that matter, we can't even see it because the money and the mm-hmm. fame is so shiny. And all the the headlines and the sensationalism like gets you to He'd not even think about the real thing. Stuff mm-hmm. that he couldn't get into. But you know what? Good, good for Tanasha able to get into spots where Kylie Jenner can get into because I haven't mm. heard about the girl in years. Tanasha dropped an album earlier this year. Oh, wow. And it sold, I think, 20,000 copies. Is that a lot or a little? Not a lot at all. What was, she had a song that was like her hit. What was it? I love to get on. I love to get to on. You want to know what's funny? I didn't know about Tinashe until I saw a um, X out acne cream commercial and i'm like who is this tanache girl what she was in she's in like some proactive commercial see we need to elevate back her. in the day to, this was like so you know her for ago. acne and the world ah! knows, the world knows her for stocking <laughs> what does her future look like when am i gonna know her for her vocals when lord Ooh, i don't know i you mean gotta she, lean, and she did a janet jackson tribute once was that janet jackson or was that someone else? It was Janet See, Jackson. Again, I can't really speak about her, but in general, and I was just telling my cousin about this, because she has this new boyfriend, mediocre and boyfriend. she's like, oh my gosh, my dad and my brother keep saying, like, stop hanging out with him so much, blah, 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 he's a distraction, you spend all your time with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, girl, I feel you. They are being fathers and brothers. Mm-hmm. However, there is validity in the fact that when you're with somebody, you start forgetting how self-sufficient you oh, are. Oh, absolutely. And you, you stop forgetting your own strengths and your own goals because you're so invested in the merging of your assets, the merging of your lives. And sometimes when you're in early 20-something, it's too early to be thinking about those things because you're not mm-hmm. established. Exactly. And that's not to like, diminish the value of relationships mm-hmm. in your life, like, but oh, if this is they're not fostering mm-hmm. growth and exactly. you don't have independence. For real. Who oh. are you when then they leave you for a Jenner? They leave you for whomever and you're sitting there. And you're like, years have gone by. Well, where is my progress? And people know you for an Ackley commercial before they know you for your God-given talent. Speak on it. Lord. Again, cardio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the next thing. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about hair. Um, yes. And the question, the topic is, is it possible to culturally appropriate hair? 
And I bring this up because uh, I don't know if you saw, mm-hmm. but Zac Efron has like dread ro- dreadlocks, and they look more like dogs' tails instead of um, dreadlocks themselves. They're not very they're not very dready, if you will. They're dreadful. They're, well. Say it again. But, um, yeah, so basically that happened. And then similarly, Kim Kardashian is always wearing hose, um, cornrows that she keeps calling Bo Derek braids. And I wish you would stop saying that. Bo Derek braids. So do you think it's possible to culturally appropriate hairstyles and why? Um, cultural appropriation is an interesting word, an interesting topic, because as the world becomes more mixed influence as we have more access to the things around us as we live in neighborhoods that are less homogeneous mm-hmm. people are influenced by more things um which is why i think there's so much tension around it right so a lot of people who are doing cultural appropriation as it's called in media they have quote-unquote good intentions and are trying to show their appreciation for other cultures mm-hmm. The struggle comes in when you don't understand the background and Mm -hmm. you don't understand the history and Mm -hmm. you don't actually have real appreciation. You just like the fadness of it and you're getting credit for something that is not yours. That's mostly Kim's issue because she's always like, oh, every time Kim's not getting enough Derek braids, I'm like, Bo Derek braids. Come on, honey. She just, again, they're up. She is a master manipulator of the media, knowing that with such a sensitive hot button issue where people are going to defend her and people are going to come for her, she's going to get more attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Can for me, I can't fault her as a businesswoman, as a mogul, undeniably master, but I'm not going to feed into it. You know, they say every time she releases something naked or puts a pair of uh, braids in her scalp, I'm not going to go run and click it because my, my eyes, my impressions, my, it generates more, generates revenue and Mm -hmm. it, it matters. And in a world where I don't always feel like I have a voice or I don't feel like I'm always seen, I know what speaks is money and I know that in the this digital world those views those clicks the time you're spending on a page those translate mm-hmm. so that's my view on miss kk you know what they say the devil, the, work, the devil works hard but chris jenner works harder first of all you know they don't say that you say that viral <laughs> tweet credited to jayna um but yeah shout out to chris jenner drop a clues bomb for chris jenner. um but back to zach efron i don't think and I don't know him personally, but I'm assuming he was not malintentioned when oh, he I did it. Oh, I don't think Zac Efron's really it. I, but my, me, my, I defend my, Zac Efron because I don't. he's just a very important part of my... Of course. we grew. Uh, uh, I grew up doing ages. those dance-along sing We're all in this together? Di- oh, oh, come on now. We're all in this together, Zac, to but I'm going to need quo. you to go to history class first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I appreciate the word culture appropriation because it gets people talking mm-hmm. about things that otherwise wouldn't be talked about. People are punished in the military for wearing their hair in locks. Mm-hmm. People are looked at as dirty. It is. Um, I'll never forget that girl. Um, who was that E! News woman? Juliana Rancic. Juliana when she Rancic. said that um, yeah. Zendaya, Zendaya looked like she smelled like patchouli oils and weed with her dreadlocks. Right. And so many people are quick to criticize people of color for rocking things that um, are stylish and incredible and actually have no impact on who they are as people. But when whites um, or whites. ambiguous looking folks do it, mm-hmm. 
um, they are credited praise and it's a trend. Yeah, it's like, like oh my God, it's it popped so up hot. all of a sudden. No, actually, I was uh, discriminated against. I there were people who had implicit bias against me. There were people who punished me in my work and in my world for having. Um, my hair this way or for wearing my clothes this way mm-hmm. and now y'all want to make it fashion you want to make it a fad and don't want to give credit to where credit is due and mm-hmm. on top of it you don't even want to hire the people who came up with it to do it that's why your hair be looking like a dog's tail you know looks terrible oh my god they look so loose like oh my god they were so badly done to be honest i saw the photo cover page photo of an article about it and didn't even bother to click it. It was so bad. Because I truly like, was not checking for Zac Efron before his hair was like that. And so I'm not checking for him. Mm-hmm. Now, that's between him, whoever finds him interesting, and his mm-hmm. mother. <laughs> I would love to hear from his mother. What she think? Miss Efron. How you think about your your son's little head? Right. You spent all, <laughs> all the years combing that boy's hair, buying conditioner for him to do this. Oh, but okay. get your money back. But you know what? It's up to him. And I think um, as we move forward, it's going to be less and less important. Um, and it would be nice if there were more resources across the board for mm-hmm. people to understand the significance of their choices. However, a lot of times we live in echo chambers, so black people are having these conversations. And black people understand the importance mm-hmm. um, and the history of locks. But... How are we disseminating that information to oh, the exactly. masses? Because then they're just like, you guys get so mad over the littlest things. I always want to try, cry race and well, blame race. It's like, we, but that's we, we. It's it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But we have to come to a certain place where are we regulating our emotions over the same conversations? Mm-hmm. I believe they're important conversations but when are we going to move towards solutions when are we moving towards progress you can not change what them folks are going to do mm-hmm. but we can change how we react to it and i think it's a, a waste of emotion to get upset about zach efron's hair oh absolutely when there are larger things going oh, on in this country absolutely. now we can have a conversation and maybe somebody in his circle and his team should have a conversation with him which is why it's important to surround yourself with diverse faces not only in ethnic background, race, socioeconomic background, regional background, um, all those different things so that you can always make sure that you're not walking around acting trifling, that you can Mm -hmm. be ahead of your message, that you can be proactive. Like, speaking of teams and fluff stuff, Mm -hmm. didn't Chris Brown just get arrested in Florida? He sure did. As soon as he walked off the damn stage, they had him in cuffs, mugshot looking nuts. (laughs) I cannot believe. What's that song he had about running? Can you see you? Run, run it, run it. it. I would have been, mm-hmm. run it, run it, run it, run it out of here because you're about to get arrested. <laughs> there was literally like 50, they said there was like so many cops. He jumps off the stage, goes backstage, probably ready to have like a blunt or whatever he subscribes to, I'm sure. It's Allegedly. worse than that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And they had him, they were waiting on him at the door. Right. And they just like and I'm sure walked. he's super busy. Poor Chris. And I mean like. Who on his team was there to support him? Sir, there's a warrant out for... You know what? We got your flight Chris, together. Chris. We got your bottles. You know, we took a look at your rider. And you know what else we found out? You're, there's a you're, warrant, there's a out, warrant for out for your arrest. arrest. And what was it for? Battery. Um, he, he punched a photographer at one of his shows when Excellent. he was last in Florida. Oh, no, not Fabulous. one of his shows. At the club or something. Fabulous. You, you know, yeah. I wish Chris Brown would just... 
take time off. <sighs> yeah. That's how I feel. I really I feel think like he just needs he to like, take a He is a good break. boy. Like most people are good people. Yes. But they need time to unpack the things that are eating away at their souls mm-hmm. and are manifesting themselves in destructive behavior mm-hmm. whether it's a sudden burst of anger and you're punching a photographer or um or it's multiple cases of you getting in trouble for punching people like maybe women women especially allegedly um i don't know if that's you know that's not for me to say but i think oh, i just don't i back to what we were talking about happiness and joy like mm-hmm. he needs to be in a place where he's fueling his joy from who he is and not searching from happiness in all the in in money and cars in relationships Mm -hmm. in pretty girls and this that and the fifth um because that's not anything that you can stand on Mm -hmm. he needs a stronger foundation to stand Mm -hmm. on something that's tangible that will last him yes i think the only tangible thing he has that probably brings some happiness is the yes people and i would hope his daughter oh my goodness when i see him with his daughter it is such a beautiful thing, and it is beautiful to see how soft men are able to get when they have oh, yeah. a daughter. However, I, however, comma, <laughs> um, I don't think it should take you decades to figure out that women are people only because one is related to you, oh, and yeah. now you feel them as a mm. as a offspring of you, or you feel some kind of possessiveness. Well, yeah, a lot of people are like whole conversation. You should treat women this way because she's someone's daughter. Mm-hmm. She's someone's boy uh girlfriend she's Treat someone's them right because they're a person someone. she Damn is it. someone like come on um but needless to say um you should give credit where credit is due i think he's tried many times to get his life together and it's even more important now that he has somebody relying on him which is his mm-hmm. beautiful what a and cute inquisitive little kid. daughter a very cute little kid what's yes. her name royalty sure. i think it might be royalty but she's cute. She was royal when she came out the womb, and I hope she mm-hmm. stays that way. I, th- I hope no one ever dents her crown because especially we all come her, out of here perfect. Especially not her daddy mm. or people like her daddy. Where did you go to school? University of Maryland College Park. Go Terps. Graduated 2016. So you're 24, 23? I no longer uh, disclose my age. I, young you're just i am a young strong a woman a young strong woman with an old soul and it's it's very evident yes and you're very mature and strong thank just you just thought i wanted to share that yes no so, do you want to know why i don't disclose my age oh, sure, sure go i ahead. don't know how much time we have left we have plenty time I don't disclose my age because oftentimes I've been young for my age in a lot of spaces and people take advantage of that. Yes. Did you know that age is actually a protected class in the civil rights bill that like protects you in the workplace against like racial discrimination, Mm -hmm. gender discrimination? So is age. Ageism is a big thing. So much. And people like to be like, oh, baby. Oh, this child. Look at your little feet. My feet are not little. I'm an eight and a half. That is above average for a shoe size. Why are you referring to things on me as little? Why are you not taking me seriously? Because you're young and you're cute. But I am ambitious. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that people think they can put me in my place because of my age. Because I've lived a lot of life, as I said earlier. Mm -hmm. I've traveled to a lot of countries. I've experienced a lot in my life. I've seen a lot of things, both positive and negative. And I think um, that's where that maturity comes from. Mm -hmm. And I want to be seen for what I bring to the table, not necessarily the amount of days, hours, and months I've been on this planet. Very smart. 
I was actually talking about ageism earlier today because that's one of the reasons why Anne Friends was started in the first place because people don't really give pe- uh, millennials or people around our age or a little bit older, a little bit younger, any any chance to talk about this kind of stuff. They don't think we have the know the know it all, the know how because of the age that we are and the year that we started doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh no, no, like you don't you haven't you don't have enough experience and I'm like, No, we do. Actually we've have in a lot of cases, millennials have more exposure mm-hmm. um, because they are digital to a certain extent, oh, digital natives. So they mm-hmm. have access to a lot more information. Helps us they have, know Which is why grow. I love television and media, and mm-hmm. we're seeing it a lot more now, is you get to see things that aren't necessarily represented in your everyday life, which is why millennials have a higher developed, uh, higher sense of empathy mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of different things. Well, a lot of times, and, you know, there's uh, divergence of opinion, but a lot of times millennials are greater at having conversations and they're greater at coming to solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at a legacy company where, you know, things have been done for a very long time, which is why I'm passionate about digital. People are a little bit uh, more willing to hear out a millennial and trust their voice when mm-hmm. it comes to something like um, Snapchat when it mm-hmm. comes to something. Right, especially like having all these these newfangled technologies in the way that we communicate nowadays. It's very much like online. It's on your phone. And truth be told, baby boomers, some older people, don't they don't got it like we do. Plus we, they loved Roseanne. Wasn't that a top well, yeah. show in their day? I, Precisely. And here's the thing. Maybe ask me, how, how do I copy and paste this into a PowerPoint? Lord God. It's like, you make so much more money than me have a corner office. Well, this is not a reflection on my place of work. I want the record to show. I'm just using a story as an example. But a lot of times they're looking to us to do a lot of things. And I don't understand why one of those things can't be provocative mm-hmm. thinking, critical thinking. We are capable and if you have a difference of opinion, we should be able to sit down through our different life experiences. And, and be s- able to chat it out. Shoot the shit. The fecal matter will be shot. Flung. Flung. It <laughs> will accelerate in the air. To add, uh, Let's end that. <laughs> I don't like that so the next little topic of conversation, you said you were a first generation American. I am. Proudly. Where is your family from? Um... My mother was born in London. Um, she is Nigerian. We also have Togolese ancestry. And mm-hmm. my father was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah. Wagwan. Bumbaclad. Okay. So. <laughs> Kingston so, come from a Kingston come true. That's a beautiful, beautiful accent. I've never gotten it down. My grandfather is also from Kingston. And I just can't. I, I knew can't, I liked you. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do the accent. I'm usually really good at accents. Jamaican is one of them I just can't get. I thought I would be able to Maybe do it. Maybe you need some good curry goat. Some curry ackee goat. and sawfish, and then you come out saying, yes, wow. man. See, I can't. I honestly can't do it. Like, I can't. I'm so jealous of you anyone who can You can do anything patois, you set your mind to. But not, Chat not, patois not with the Jamaican best. accent. No, I can't. Okay, that's okay. A little bit. You tried, you tried. You know. <laughs> So, growing up, um, what were some of your the positive and negative experiences that came with being a first generation American citizen? Growing up, yeah. Um, cuando era una niña, um, do you speak fluent Spanish too? Like, can you get any cooler? 
Um, I definitely could get cooler. I'm going to definitively <laughs> say that. I'm not fluent. However, I grew up. Um, my mother was a single mother, so mm-hmm. I was taken care of by a babysitter who only spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the first languages I understood. Um, now, uh, later on, my mother married a Peruvian man, mm-hmm. mi padrastro, and so we spoke Spanish in the house. So my understanding is pretty good, but a lot of people, similar to a lot of people whose parents speak Spanish and then they like learn it over time, I usually answer back in English, mm-hmm. um, even though my understanding is high. And I also don't get to practice as much as I would like, so my fluency is not where I'd like it to be. However, I am in the market for a language exchange partner because we are really behind in this country when it comes to mm-hmm. lingual skills mm-hmm. a lot of people around the world can speak multiple languages oh, absolutely. and it's so sad that we're just like hola <laughs> and that's like the extent of we it we like we ain't doing that <laughs> yeah basically um so yes so that's something i'm passionate about i would also i studied abroad in Italy, so I speak a little bit of Italian. I'd like to do sign language. I'd also like to do a little bit more in Yoruba, which is tribal language mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But yes, growing up as a first generation American, I think like any child, you don't know you're different until it kind of slaps you in the face. So mm-hmm. I grew up in a predominantly white area. Um, my name is Foluke, so Foluke. that's a Nigerian name. Olu in there means God. They're a very God fearing people. Um, and that was very different than Madeline, Susie, Emily, Kara. So every time I said, hi, Faluke present, you knew that it was you coming on the attendance mm-hmm. sheet when the substitute teacher just paused. quiet, get so quiet, and they just, like, look around, or they're like, They're like, Andrew, like- Michael, Emily, Emily R, Emily Q. Uh, uh, is it, is, is, is it, it pronounced... Felicia? I go, oh, Lord. We ain't even gonna read out here. Mine was always, um, I was, all, I, I mean, obviously, if you know the alphabet, they uh, they run uh, the attendance sheet in alphabetical order. Right. Clearly, I'm not familiar with my example, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it would be like, um, I would always be in the middle of the pack of the class, and JJ. I would always remember Your who placement. came before me. So, I would co- always come after Hayes. Or uh, who else was that? I don't remember the rest of the kids in my class. It was years ago. But I remember it would be like, um, is it Gina? And I'm like, no, it's Jaina. Oh, very interesting. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Thanks. Oh, it's my name. It's not like interesting was always like, I've never, I've never seen such a thing. And you're like, I know. Great. That's why we're here to learn. Catherine. <laughs> Miss Smith. Just yeah. a very, like, meh. But no. That's, again, why we need to teach critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Like, sound it out, baby girl. It's not hard. How did you get this far? If you can pronounce Schwarzenegger, you can pronounce Faluke. Mm-hmm. It's three syllables. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. I was um, student body president in the talent show. I did a whole bunch of stuff in high school. So people always heard my name. Mm-hmm. If anyone graduated from my high school between a certain amount of years, they can pronounce my mm-hmm. name, which means anybody out in the world can do so, too. It's the worst when you you explain what your name is, you pronounce it, and then they get it wrong like a second later. They're like, oh, this is Jana. And you're like, no, it, I just it's said. It's frustrating, but I've had people so much as when I say, hi, my name is Faluke. 
and they'll say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get that. Do you have a nickname? And so my mother always raised me not to have a nickname. I don't have a nickname. She oh, was, I mean, like, she was like, really. no, you don't have a nickname. Your name is Foluke. I have cousins, Akintoye, mm-hmm. Jadesala. They have no nickname. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have to require people to learn to your learn. name. If you, um, that's why I always ask people, how would you like to be called? Because somebody might introduce me to them with a certain name just because that's how you've allowed other people. A lot of people sit with things that make them uncomfortable mm-hmm. just to make other people feel comfortable. I was raised by a very strong, proud Nigerian woman where that was not my reality. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, had people call me by my name. Another way I knew that I was different from the people I grew up with is they were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the cafeteria. And I would always have like leftover, like jollof rice mm. and ch- like things like that to where um, were just like very obvious things that were different. I would even like trade people my lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually later, then I got the lunch that you buy. Like I had the plan, the meal plan. So I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, like fingers. little lunch tickets yes. and stuff. Um, but another thing is just like your value system is different as an immigrant to this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you see things a little bit different. You have a much more global mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I show a different kind of respect to my parents that maybe has been lost now that I've been more Americanized. But growing up, I was definitely like, oh, you, you, you just, you're not going to say thank you to your mother. She just go give you Isn't this. that wild? I could never. Which is also, I think, sometimes a black, ex- like I've been to mm-hmm. black homes, whatever. Um, but I mean, I see more just like when we talk about representation in television now, which is such a hot button topic, mm-hmm. we talk about the black experience. There's so many shows about black people, mm-hmm. but we haven't necessarily showcased what it means to be an immigrant child, an immigrant, an immigrant child, an immigrant, an immigrant one, mm-hmm. and also a child of an immigrant in this in this country. A show that I love is Insecure, which gets mm-hmm. a lot of praise. And isn't Yvonne Orji making a show called First uh, First Generation? Yes. Yeah, so she's working on a show called First Generation. Her she is very proudly oh, Nigerian. She loves being Nigerian. Absolutely. But when they um, gave her character Molly in the show um, time with her family members, I was a little part of me was wishing that her family was like Nigerian. Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't see that on television. You um, and I have cousins who live in London. I have cousins who live all over the world. And sometimes they don't even identify as black because so much of the black experience is rooted in what it means to be an American black person. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, again, there was like less than 10 quote unquote black people at my school. So we didn't have time to start divvying out who was from where. It was like, you're, you're the Africans and the Caribbeans and the, mm-hmm. the, you know, we're quote unquote just black, which I never liked that expression, so but dumb. I didn't learn that later until I got to college. Um, when you have very large populations of black people, PG County, Baltimore County feeding into the University of Maryland that you can say, okay, the Ethiopian Association, the Nigerian Student Association, the black, um, student union the this the that and people start um finding their affinity groups based on the the niches Mm -hmm. of blackness Mm -hmm. um but to me identity is a construct we are all very selective in what Mm -hmm. we choose to identify absolutely Um, it's not monolithic right a lot of people um, definitely excited by Black Panther, did the 23 and Me, and now they're like, oh, I'm West African, I'm this and I'm that. But then they look and they say, well, I don't really know what that means. You know, and mm-hmm. that gives you a, a little bit of solace. But does that mean now 
you're going to explore more about your culture and take it on or does that mean that you, you, you don't just really ad- no, no exactly mm-hmm. i'm a british i'm a dual citizen of this country i'm both a citizen of the united states and the united kingdom mm-hmm. i don't really tell people that i'm british because when they think of britain they think of a white man with bad teeth and Fish a british and accent and- exactly um european has long time been synonymous with whiteness even though there's tons of immigrants even though now people are trying to keep them out in these countries mm-hmm. um so we need to s- expand what we think about certain identities and how we see it and now i understand why i don't know if it's the millennials but it's the next um generation generation z i think they're being called yes i believe they're called z i think they're Things gonna are interesting. be a generation that uh, transcends labels. Oh, absolutely. Um, They've already like started to. I think it's like fifty-two percent. Don't quote me, but I think it's somewhere around there. Identify somewhere on the LGBTQIA mm-hmm. spectrum, um, and people looking at pansexuality. Now, that's not something new. I was looking at a Sex in the City episode from t- the two thousands where Samantha talked about. Oh, it's the millennium. It's all about pansexuality, and now with Janelle Monae, people are talking about mm-hmm. it again. I think, and um, Tessa Thompson, Brenda, U- Brendan Yuri, I think, just came out as pansexual as well from Panic at the Disco. Look, I think that's the most beautiful thing is to be attracted to the way that you love someone, mm-hmm. and not to have preconceptions about what the love of your life will look like whether it's um the gender of them whether it's the way they'll be physically formed whether it's the time that you meet them again getting married by the time you're 30 i think is arbitrary Uh, it's a little mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then also just like the love of your life doesn't need to be necessarily need to be a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. it can be um your mother yeah it can be uh, your friend um i think embracing love in the many different ways it comes um and even back to the first generation immigrant thing, I'm also Caribbean. And like Jamaicans, we're feel good people. We're it's rooted good, in us. It's rooted in us. Irie. And so we love to laugh and dance. And, you know, that's what we do. And sometimes when I go into spaces, often, you know, sometimes white spaces, sometimes whatever, like I don't. Um, tell stories in the same way people tell stories. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, when I hear a a rhythm, I can't help but move. When I, um, when I talk about where I come from and my background, I can't help but be proud and moved by the experiences of my family and the things that they overcame Mm -hmm. to see their own life move forward. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but that's (laughs) a little bit about me. That's beautiful though. Yeah, but I I would definitely like to see more immigrant representation in the media i think a lot of times when we think about immigration we think about latinos only and it's like first of all one of the largest immigration immigrant one of the largest migrant groups in this country is asians Mm -hmm. let's talk about it (laughs) (laughs) who's who's talking about it um check out nbc asian america for some really good coverage of that but at the same time we have to start looking at the ways that we box and associate words with only one thing mm-hmm. free yourself free your mind wow that was I a good mean, one like i don't know i think i'm just going on rants but this, this is, is good though for. this is is this excellent. what other people usually do on the podcast you're special though that's why we're doing this one this way okay because you you're very that. special next topic is Feminism! Bow, 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 bow. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Feminism now is like diversity. Oh. 
So who are some of the women who identify as feminists or men? Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Whose um, practices and the way they present their, um, their feminism that you subscribe to. Ooh, that I subscribe to. That you're like, yes, I love what you do. I love the way you present yourself. And you um, are the best. I feel like every time you ask me a question, I like circumvent the question. <laughs> but I think the beauty of feminism is it doesn't have one look about it. Mm-hmm. Feminism in its in its essence is wanting women to be treated as equal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the belief that uh, belief in the so the economic. Social and political equality of the sexes. Thank you, Chimamanda. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and she's an incredible feminist. Um, yes, absolutely. Talks about, again, that there's not one story. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also Ebo. Have you she's read Americana? Um, I read it. I have listened to it. I got the uh, audio book with my mother. Yes. I, one of my uh, coworkers has Americana. I have to read it. I've, I've been trying to read it for two years. I could not find the book. It's sold out everywhere. Literally, where, when I was looking. Because it had just, like, just come out. So I was like, oh, damn. That's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. Thing. Um, but, yeah, in terms of women I look up to, um, relate to, I don't know. I think, and this is for anything, whenever I'm trying to understand a larger issue, I'll usually look inwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, where, for instance, I just cut my hair. Mm-hmm. I have never cut my hair in my entire life. My hair was past my shoulders. I've been natural since 1995. um, And I felt like I wanted to do something different. And I've wanted to do something different for a long time. And when I told people, I want to cut my hair, they'd be like, nah, don't do that. You have pretty Mm -hmm. hair. Um, And I just got to a place where I was tired of not having control over a lot of different things. And as a young 20 person with a finite amount of money and Mm -hmm. uh, resources, um, I felt very constricted. And I felt like something I had control over was my hair. And I was super, super scared. I was super fearful for a lot of different reasons. One, I was like, oh my goodness, am I going to be ugly? I've never seen myself like this. But the, the no fact. No such thing as an fact, ugly faluke. Um, There is. You should see me at 6 a.m. Um, but <laughs> um, the fact of the matter is that if I was going to be ugly with short hair, there's a very good chance I was ugly with long hair. Um, two, I was worried that I was going to lose my femininity. But then I said, what does it even mean mm-hmm. to be feminine? Um, and... Um, yeah, so when I find myself in a place of fear, I go towards it and I tackle it and I get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's when I will find truth. That's Mm -hmm. when I will find freedom and liberation. And the only thing holding us back are our chains. Mm -hmm. Um, so I look at women who are beautifully and incredibly flawed, who despite their struggles or self-limiting thoughts are going towards... Um, freedom not only for themselves mm-hmm. but for other people. Trying to empower others through those flaws. Correct. I think feminism looks like supporting each other, supporting other women, supporting men. Um, as much as I don't think we should baby men, as Michelle Obama just said very yeah. aptly. Yes. Um, it's still our responsibility to be there for them, just like we would be mm-hmm. there for our sisters. Because so many people think feminism is 
we hate men we hate men and we think we're better Mm -hmm. no it's about treating everybody equally Equally. and having equal opportunity i've also worked in the startup space so i worked um not in college on a tech startup but also now um working in business and tech with mbc i see the ways that um women have to overextend themselves just to be taken almost as seriously as men Mm -hmm. in that space Mm -hmm. um whether it's not flaunting their wedding ring whether it's um you know getting a man to be the face of their company so that they Mm -hmm. don't get asked as many um dismantling questions like a lot of times you ask women like oh what happens if you fail what happens if this doesn't work Mm -hmm. out um so that's very disappointing you know my favorite when women are pregnant and they're like, oh, so like... Her career is over. Yeah, they're like, oh, what are you going to do after this? And you're like, uh, the same shit I always do yeah. before I had the baby. Like, get up, get up. Hop off. Hop off. And also, what is this man going to do? What's exactly. What's that going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, whether you have a baby and you do it without a man. Like, that is awesome and That's empowering. even cooler. Um, there's so many interesting facets of feminism i can't even put my finger on one um i love as we mentioned shima munda Ngozi, um jeanette mock michelle obama tracy ellis ross is um who i truly aspire to be so she is a scorpio oh so you're like twinning we're twinning but she's also like not married and living her best life oh my gosh and she's like who cares about if I ever get married? Because I'm right. enjoying my time. I think she's 47. Sure. Living her Looking best life. 21 Looking 21 and moisturized. So beautiful. But, Unbothered. But also, the other thing about feminism is as much as it's about elevating women and having strength and everything, I really like when people are just honest about the stuff they're going through. And like, mm-hmm. it be hard out here. It does. Type stuff. Um, And I all... I'm saying a lot of different things, so I hope whoever edits this makes it much more coherent. But <laughs> no, feminism is not only elevating women to recognition in the same way as men are recognized mm-hmm. and evaluated in society. I also like to look at feminism as just raising the standard on men in general. The bar is so low. Oh, yeah. For so many things. And every time I see a um, Chris Brown, you know, have... A re- no, you know what it issues was? Issues with women oh and God. come back in his career or uh, a football player punch so-and-so mm-hmm. and get away with it. It's like it's slapped in my face constantly mm-hmm. how little we value women in this society because mm-hmm. we're not even w- willing to commit to protecting them. And then just like patting men on the back for just stuff that is like you made a perfect example. Um, Kanye oh. came out with that song on his new album and he's just like, Oh, like men are terrible, and so they have daughters. Like I have a daughter now; I've changed my life, and everyone's like, "Good for you." I'm like, "No, you really are going to pat him on the back for something that is not impressive." Why did it take Jay Z almost forty years to, to be like, "I'm never going to say the word bitch again"? I have a daughter now. I'm like, "All right, congrats." And it's disheartening mm-hmm. because. There's so much, similar to how there's so much lack of education when it comes to people of culture, there's so much lack of education for women because we didn't even get to shape the history that's being taught. Mm -hmm. We didn't even get to shape the industries that are shaping the way that people think about things. Mm -hmm. So there's so much um, unlearning 
that mm-hmm. men have to do and women who because misogyny is not yeah it's not just um, a one gender yeah, and also it's absolutely we have to include people who are gender non-conforming in the discussion mm-hmm. which oftentimes we get so um caught up in just pol- so many different things but um there's i i see it a lot in like it shouldn't take 40 years but also i can't get frustrated because we have to again move towards solutions to, yeah. and progress so that like, but that yeah. also requires people who are fighting the good side like the good fight like you and me and all these people who make sure they stay abreast on the news and make sure they stay mm-hmm. abreast on how to have these conversations it can be very draining on your mental health the way that mm-hmm. you view yourself mm-hmm. i as a whim- a woman um have to just like remove myself from certain situations and not internalize the way that people view me. I can't um, internalize um, my the inferiority that has been projected on me constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like a whole TED talk. So <laughs> it's, and it's a lot. My um, a really great author, Taye Selassie. Mm-hmm. Um, she is somebody I look up to. I don't know if it's about... Again, it's just like looking up to people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I look up to feminist icons. I don't know if there is a feminist icon. I don't think there There's is. People- it depends on It depends on who you see as a visible and, I guess, a nice shining representation of the differences that feminism can come in. Because... I think any person working to normalize... Mm-hmm being a woman Mm -hmm. i think it's any person who is expanding the definition of what it means to be a woman and i think it's any person fighting for the social political and economic value Mm -hmm. of women in this society something we've always had but when are we going to recognize it Mm -hmm. and stop cowering in the face of its power Mm -hmm. um so if it's ruth gator been ruth bader Bader ginsburg if it's if it looks like um little miss flint if it looks like um, Amber Rose, who is that comedian? Jesus. Um, what does she do? Well, obviously, besides comedy, <laughs> um, Asian woman. Oh, um, Ali Wolf, woman who is Asian. Ali no. Wolf, not Ali Wolf. Um, older Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho. She's awesome. Um, I don't only want to name people who are in in entertainment, because there's so many me, others. Um. Off the top of my but head. It is but always, it's thing. also really nice to have someone, like people in entertainment who are also like, you know, fighting the good fight and who Levering, are trying their yeah. best to leverage all that stuff. Janelle Monae is an, another great example. I think she's a she's very good feminist. She's out here. Hoda Kotb. Mm-hmm. Bringing it close to home. Like Hoda is an exceptionally strong individual who is also transparent and has never let the adversity that she's faced in her life um, bring her down to a place of negativity in fact she is one of the most joyous people I know Mm -hmm. and she works with every nerve in her body to empower others and to for lack of a better word make the world a better place Mm -hmm. Um, she is incredible I think I met her just once She's very kind. If only everyone could be so lucky. She's an incredible woman. Shout out to Hoda Kotb. Yes, and she, with Savannah, are hosting mm-hmm. the Today Show on NBC. Check your local listings. Um, as one of the first two women um, 
to really like sit in that chair together without mm-hmm. having to have the what do you call it a crutch of a man yeah unfortunately it came out of the me too movement unfortunately um but again fortunately at least we're having these conversations and seeing progress Absolutely. i think kind of why i groaned when you said feminism just like diversity is you don't want it to be tokenized and you also mm-hmm. don't want it always to be about publicity like where is the real change happening mm-hmm. it's great to have people who are great for optics but when are we going to change the mindset mm-hmm. um in a field like media a lot of the lower level positions are actually held by women it's like I was in the page program. It's mostly made up of women. But when you look at the top leadership positions, it's still cisgender, heterosexual white men. So how can we shift? How can we shift where the power lies? Mm -hmm. I hope that I'm contributing something positive to feminism. I think you are. This is a great conversation. I think you are. Stop. I'm doing what I, I can. won't stop because we need to <laughs> affirm each other and see what we both. So yes, bitch. Yes, word. yes, queen. Um, but also, it's in, the New Jersey in, in even my self-deprecating humor and like our like conversations. Like we have to feel comfortable with claiming what makes us exceptional. Mm-hmm. You are an exceptionally passionate person with a gift for writing and for making people feel comfortable in your presence. Own it. You are beautiful. I am beautiful. I am a queen. I is important. I is kind. I is smart. Like these type of affirmations feel very uncomfortable as a woman. Like I'm much better at making myself smaller. Um, I as an assistant, you know, people would, it's easy to be like, I'll schedule your stuff. You need a car, whatever. But I have the beauty of having a boss who wants me to do more who values women not only on screen, in his writing rooms, in his planning meetings, but also um, wants me to be as ambitious as possible. In fact, that was the prerequisite for the position. I want you to do more. This is a stepping stone. How can I get you to the next level? So it's allies are important. Men as feminists are important. Mm Mm-hmm. Gen- and we also need to be allies for gender nonconforming, transgender, et cetera, Oh, yes, et cetera. absolutely. That is another topic for another time. Another day. We have a little bit of time left, so we're going to have one more quick gem. Um, what's your advice when it comes to professional development? Mm. And you said quick, Lord God. Quick! Um, <laughs> one is that... And it'll summarize a lot of what I said is be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think everyone thinks they need to pick a path and know exactly what they want to do. But um, uncertainty is common amongst a lot of people, whether you're just entering the job force or you're a 60-year-old who's got a corner office. You're probably like, "Eh, is this really what I should be doing? (laughs) Um, For me, I always strive to um, match my purpose to – my purpose to my personality kind of like Oprah says but also you just have to do the work and create a reputation of excellence like you don't know necessarily where you're going but you Mm -hmm. should be choosing elite experiences and you should be creating a consistent brand when people think of you what are they thinking right one is your attitude because when you get to a certain level everyone is qualified and everybody is good but who do you want to work with Mm -hmm. who changes the atmosphere when they come into a room and who contributes unique ideas and isn't uncomfortable with their own individuality Mm -hmm. um Another thing in your brand is consistency. Show, are you going to get up at 5.50 a.m. to get up to work on time? Or are you going to come in and be like, you know what? I was coming from New Jersey, y'all. I'm sorry I'm late. 
Oh, um, I was actually t- the first one in the office. Hallelujah, today. won't he do it? Whole office. And melanin was probably popping. Oh. Moisturized through Moisturize. those doors. Moisturize. Moisturize. Edges laid, they weren't ready. <laughs> um, but that's important. So is presentation. Like, I am not a person who likes to put a lot of pressure on the way that you look. But at the same time, you have to be dressed for the opportunities mm-hmm. that may be coming your way. Um and that's just the reality of working in corporate America. If you would like to work in your sweatpants or you would like to look however you want, there's a lot of like young oriented companies that do that. You can mm-hmm. work from home. You can have a podcast. You can be on YouTube. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking more from the corporate America sense because that's where I've worked for the majority of my young life. First in internships with the Emma Bowen Foundation. Shout out to the Emma Bowen Foundation. Becoming a page and now again advancing in my career. Um, and just always having gratitude. Like, so many people even I don't mean to bring it back to the cotton picking days but it's like being able to ask the question of what do I want to do is a privilege Mm -hmm. because so many people are doing what they have to do and never forget that when you're on your conquest so sometimes you just gonna have to do what you got you got to do what you got to do to get to what you want to do um and I guess the the last thing I'll say is a lot of people ask me how to stand out because I was mm-hmm. in a very selective program. They want to know how to stand out. I say the way to stand out is to optimize what makes you uniquely you, to be authentic. Um, when people are trying to put people together, they're looking for uh, representation and inclusion. So if you go and try to be the next person, you're going to mess up that spot that was supposed mm-hmm. to be yours. And most likely they're better at being them mm-hmm. than you are at trying to be them. Authenticity is very important. Yeah. To any career. To any, any career. career. Because, again, why are you putting on a mask? Who mm-hmm. are you doing it for? And what are you inhibiting in your life by trying to be something that you're not? These are the questions. Mm-hmm. And the job won't save you. I can't do that. I'm not, that wasn't authentic. That wasn't authentic. Um, that's not who I am. I, this is not like the record show. Me. I that was out of character. <laughs> that was not I. That was not me. This is not. That was Faluke Fiasco. <laughs> okay, who is Faluke Fiasco? Is she your like sassy alter ego? Faluke Fiasco. Well, you're sassy regardless. Um. I don't know if I'm sassy. I feel like that's the word they give to every young black woman who decides to have the audacity to speak up for herself and the people around her, but um, in a cute and funny way. (laughs) 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 Um, But Fluke Fiasco is just my um, handle. Um, As I said earlier, I wasn't allowed to have nicknames in school, but later I started to realize that people had learned my name and they wanted to give me nicknames out of affection. There was this kid in my theater class who called me Faluke Fiasco, like Lupe Fiasco, so I kind of took it it on. Mm -hmm. And when you first make a social media page, you're trying to be as punny as possible, so that's what I did. I also love alliteration. Again, marketing. Um, But (laughs) when I went to Milan, somebody was like, why do you call yourself Fiasco? I said, what are you talking about? It's cute. I'm cute. That's what I do. Um, And he said, no, it means like an accident or a mistake and everything's going awry. And I was like, wow. And for half a second, I thought about changing my name. And I was like, no, that's 100% who I am. I'm a person who is unexpected. I'm a person who rolls with the punches. I'm a person who takes things that seem like they don't go together or that you'd never think of. And I make 
not only something that works, but something that was better than you could have imagined. Mm-hmm. And so the combination of my name, which is Foluke, which means placed in God's hands or God's gift with fiasco, which is like everything is in God's hands. Like everything has a path and a vision and everything is going to work out. Like that's that's who Fluke Fiasco is. It's me at my best, which again, my social media is a highlight reel of who I am. Mm-hmm. And most of my photos are candid because I can't be sexy. It's not my thing. It's not my brand. <laughs> so I end it's up laughing. Girl. And that's I how can't I get through be life. that way either. It's life is so much better through with laughter and not mm-hmm. trying to be someone that you're not, like we said. Yeah. I'm not which I ain't sexy. In okay. my own head, I am. Um, I'm not going to comment on that for HR reasons. Um, <laughs> I need to talk to the manager. I need, uh, man, uh, 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 wait, uh, Sarah, manager. Um, but um, beyond at Fluke Fiasco, that's my handle. Feel free to follow me for content. Um, that's out of pocket. Um, but I also have my hashtag, Don't Apologize for Living, mm-hmm. um, which is also my mantra. I got it from a man who was homeless in D.C. I, he asked me for money at a stoplight. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have any cash on me. And he said, don't apologize for living. And it's so strange that that random interaction clicked so much for me inside my soul. Because that's when I realized that I had thought that I was a burden to so many people. Mm-hmm. And that my existence was always burdening people. That I had to apologize. Um, that the type of behavior that's like, oh my goodness, I want to th- post a throwback photo on a Tuesday. But it's not throwback mm-hmm. Thursday. So I have to say it in the caption that so that everybody knows that it's okay. That mm-hmm. I'm posting it. But I also acknowledge that I'm doing something so crazy. That type <laughs> of stuff needs mm-hmm. to be hashtag don't apologize for living. Drop the photo. Drop the album if you're Beyonce. Like mm-hmm. live without constraints and live without... Um, fear of judgment there we go um that's not always who i am but that's definitely who i'm moving to be and so my hashtag and my handle um are reminders Mm -hmm. of that and i hope people get that from the type of stuff that i share out in the world fabulous you're a fabulous individual and this was a great talk of the town slash questions with the guest Ooh, lengthy. Excellent. I would apologize for talking so long, but hashtag don't apologize for living. Ow. So, and that's why we did that, because, like, I know you have so much knowledge and so much wealth to share. I wish so, it was more organized, though. That's totally fine. Not apologizing I think was... for living is not an excuse for not um, bettering <laughs> yourself. <laughs> so, the final topic for the show is called Unpopular Opinions. Uh-huh. We'll just discuss an unpopular opinion about anything in this whole big blue and green world Mm -hmm. that we have got it i had one because i was thinking about it um actually a couple weeks ago i'm like that's my next unpopular opinion okay chick-fil-a is disgusting like i'm sorry wow i didn't know you were gonna (laughs) (laughs) like i'm sorry it's wow i was thinking about it again okay i've had chick-fil-a for the first time maybe like two and a half years ago yeah. And I was like, all right. Like, it's just like a glorified chicken nugget on no. a bun. No. Then I had Incorrect. it again, and I was like, okay. Wow, I'm it's, salivating. It's still not as good as I thought. Did and you have it with the sauce? Yes, I have. What'd you have? What'd you order? <sighs> Are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. What did you order? It was the just the original. Sandwich? Yeah. With pickles? Yeah. And Chick-fil-A sauce? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Okay, this is not a promotion for um, Chick-fil-A. So, 
<sighs> and I don't like the fries either. I think the fries okay, are a little yeah. stiff. I think waffle fry is one of the worst ways that you can consume They're potatoes. They're so, so stiff. Yeah, my favorite way to consume potatoes is home fries. How about you? My favorite way to consume potatoes? Ooh, that's a very good question. I love potatoes. Um, I like uh, gratin. Potatoes are gratin. I like... Ooh, fancy. I like... You better be cultured or whatever. Come on, cultured. I actually also really like Putin. It's pronounced Putin, not poutine. You and the man in the White House both? Shh. We'll get to him in a sec. And then I also really <laughs> like tater tots. Mm, have you had sweet potato? Okay, I'm I don't really like sweet potato fries. Um, That's another unpopular opinion. Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A is extremely delicious. I know this because I used to eat it. I don't eat there anymore. Um, like I said, our money is powerful. And so based on what I've read and on Chick-fil-A, I've known them to be both homophobic and mm-hmm. support white supremacy mm-hmm. groups. That's probably why I don't like the, t- <laughs> the taste of it. You're probably eating. I'm like subconsciously uh, like, oh, this is just everything that I'm against. You're rejecting <laughs> the chemicals of like Nazi youth. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. The, probably. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so for me, I don't eat it. Um, however, I, I don't like to. Whatever. So I don't eat Chick-fil-A. So I'm happy you don't find it delicious. It's one of the hardest things I've had to give up. That and H&M. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. if I remember it correctly, I just remember that it was fried so well. And that it was real crisp. Oh, and then the, no. it's not a glorified chicken nugget when you think about McDonald's. Because you, you bite a chicken nugget and your teeth go through. And it, well, it just goes right through. When you bite a Chick-fil-A sandwich, the moisture fills your mouth. See, I just don't and like it. It, it just mm-hmm. is a process. And you hit that sauce, and it's like tangy, but it's sweet, and it's... Uh, I just Wow, but you know not. what? The restraint is for the people. I'm remaining woke for the people. One, because Chick-fil-A mm. makes you sleepy. It gives you the itis. Yes, it does. But I, I just don't woke. think it tastes good. Like, I just don't... I'm like, I have had better. Well, thank you. Chicken sandwiching. One of my um, co-workers, I was very hungry today, and I forgot to pack a lunch, so I'm like, oh, I have to spend money. It's one of the things I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. I'm very frugal. Same. If I can buy a lunch, it's like a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my co-workers was like, oh, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A, and I'm like, have fun. Like, you, you enjoy your Chick-fil-A. I will get something else. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, I yeah, I'm absolutely positive. I actually went to, uh, I had a harrowing experience at the hair salon two weeks ago. Who did um, you tell? I was in the hair salon. I was in the chair for six hours. <gasps> what were you getting done? Uh, I wanted Box to just friends? get, no honey. I wanted to get this done, something simple, something fast. My hairstylist said that what I wanted was too basic. So she wanted <laughs> to do something different. She gave me a Bantu knot um, mohawk. I was more. Did you take a photo? I sure didn't because I went home and I took that out. <gasps> did you pay for it? I did not. Okay. We I've me and my hairstylist have come to a agreement an agreement. You know, I've been seeing her since I was fifteen. She's helped me through many a hair nightmare. But this time I was like, I'm I've been here for six hours now. I was under the dryer three times because I have very thick hair that does not dry <laughs> at all. So while I was in the chair for the second time, she bought me, um, I was there from nine to three. She bought me food from Chick-fil-A and I was wow. so, she was, food she's, a, she's a great woman, but, and I just ate it because I had nothing else to eat. 
And I was so upset, maybe, both because of my hair and both because I'm not crazy about Chick-fil-A. Maybe <laughs> because you were mad about your hair. But no, I just like your taste. Buds. I just like Chick-fil-A the entire, like all the time. Like I've always disliked Chick-fil-A. So when she handed me a Chick-fil-A sandwich, I was like, oh my God, like can this day get any worse? You were like, you really don't know how and to And actually the day get, did get worse because the power went out and it was like that really hot 98 degree Saturday a couple week, uh, weeks ago. Oh yeah, when I cut my hair out. Yep. That's, um, <laughs> so I got home, I was taking out my mohawk that I didn't ask for and the power goes out and I'm like, you Your curls you've were probably be. popping though. Hey, they were really cute. I was just very upset and i i am worthless when it comes to hair absolutely worthless so i'm like i have to find a way to get this done before i go on my trip for the fourth of july and where'd you go i went to boston massachusetts boston (laughs) boston massachusetts it's a lot of fun to enjoy yourself did you have a lobster roll i didn't but I had I a lot of rosé. Boston. <laughs> Have you had frosé? I did. Oh my gosh, Thoughts? you know I love frosé. Anything wineish or roséish, my favorite things. I also went to the bar that they based the show Cheers on. Mm-hmm. And I had a cider and it was really nice. Sounds very significant too. It was. Um, white Where people. Everybody <laughs> knows your name. Name. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. Chick-fil-A is not I need to stop referring to white people as like a whole group of people. That's like my worst um, habit Mm -hmm. because I just be like, white people. But then after being around white people and, you know, somebody spoke up and was like, you know, this is kind of offensive. I had to go, you're right. (laughs) I should stop. Because you know we would get upset if they said, you know, black people. I know. We gotta be better. Although if they said black people, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we you're gotta right. be better. There's no exceptions. Oh, generaliza- generalizations, even if they're good, are not good. Um, fascinating. So I won't bring you Chick Fil A. Thank you. Well, I wouldn't be going there regardless. So you're safe with me. Thank we will you. never eat Chick Fil A together. Thank you. So after the show, we will not be eating Chick Fil A together. No, but I do need to eat something. We will go out and get food together. Hallelujah! Won't he do it? Praise him. All right. Praise Who is your, what is your unpopular opinion? Well, yours was about Chick-fil-A. Can you ask me about a couple? Because right now my gut's telling me my unpopular opinion that will really get people like ready to fight me on Twitter is that marriage is not an accomplishment. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, we can go all day. Clearly, it's popular in this room. That is a beautiful and popular opinion because so, I share the sentiment. That's why I like you, girl. Whenever I tweet out an unpopular opinion, I'll always put like whispers at the top <laughs> with asterisks and then I'll say it in all lowercase. And usually that will embolden other folks to be with me. But this on this particular day, I said whispers. Marriage is not an accomplishment. And one young lady who shall remain nameless really wanted to get, well, how could you say that? Because it means a lot to some people. I said, well, you know what's interesting is if you had an opinion, you are more than welcome to share it on your social media. Because on my social media, I feel entitled to share my opinion, which is that marriage is not an accomplishment. Any jigaboo can marry (laughs) another jigaboo, get that paper signed, give you a little $50 or whatever, and make it happen. 
for me, um, I have never been public with any relationships that I've been in. Who mm-hmm. knows if I've ever even been in one. Um, and so that leads to a lot of questions since I'm a woman about, oh, when are you going to get a boyfriend and get married? And I'm like, look, I could have been Mrs. Farragut North by now because the the man who was homeless at the Farragut North metro stop in D.C. used to always ask me to marry him. But because I have a strong sense of self and standards, mm-hmm. I said, you know what, brother? Be blessed. Um, I think there is something to be said for finding love. And um, that is... Uh, and being able to love another person and kind of putting your own baggage aside to like mm-hmm. spread positivity, that is an accomplishment. Um, maybe in having a marriage where you raise children and those children are then successful and productive in society and then they too can find and have healthy relationships, that's an accomplishment. Um, but in just getting married, like... Well, is it an accomplishment? I think there's a if lot you look at it historically, chasers. right? Sometimes you couldn't get married if you're gay, or you couldn't get married if you're, you know, interracial. You couldn't get married, whatever, whatever. But for me, my I don't find the 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 hoorah rah mm-hmm. in the ceremony. I find it a little bit archaic. Um, and there's so much more to live for. Like when girls are like, oh, no, no offense to women who, who want to get married. And they're like, that is like the goal. Like marriage, kids, a house. Oh, that's it. Like, that's fine. Yeah. That's you. You live your life. Yeah. But for, for me and I think many others, the goal for me is a career that mm-hmm. I can thrive in mm-hmm. and be really satisfied in and then maybe date around a little bit, have some okay, fun. hallelujah, around. Date around. <laughs> and then after I have really found that happiness in a job that I'm secure and I can afford to have a family and get married, yeah, let's see where that goes. And that's 100% up to you and not to beat a dead horse, but that's the the power of fem- feminism, right? To to stand on a horse and uh, condemn anyone's decisions in their life or, uh, you know, judge them for what they do. Like, I don't want to get married. Sorry, let me rephrase that since that also seems to be an unpopular opinion. I, it is not a goal for me to be married. I've seen the way that people are attached to that idea and it's not something that I ever want to glamorize in my life. Mm-hmm. If it were to come along and that was important to somebody else, I'd be open to have the conversation. However, it's not something that I strive for. And so in my life right now, it's not an intention that I then set off in the way that I choose to live. People love to tell me, oh, you're going to change your mind. Oh, my gosh. You're too young to know what you want. First of all, heifer. (laughs) That's disrespectful because I do know what I want for my life. And I've thought about this and this is a decision I've made. Um, but also just in seeing people who, who were so attached to the idea of marriage that they settled for a negative yep. life or mm-hmm. a life that was detrimental to their own progress right. because they wanted to have this societal benchmark checked off. I've seen it be so damaging to the way that people view themselves, the lack of marriage, then influencing your the way you value yourself. Yeah, like, it is, like, oh. it is a 
quite honestly an epidemic uh, that we need to address <laughs> in this society um, and it has a lot of intersectionality that goes into its like deep rooted pain in many people for me I've just left it I'd like to be married to joy I'd like to be married, married to, to self-sufficiency yep. self-care and self-happiness if, if it happens I hope it's between two whole people um, one of my favorite shows is Married at First Sight um, I've never watched that show before uh, Lord what a show what a show. It is addicting, to say the least. It's a, it started as a social experiment. I guess it still is. But when I look at the show and I see that, oh, my gosh, do you know the premise? Yes. So uh, basically matchmakers set up two people and they meet at the altar, get married. They have to be together for a certain period of time. And then they have to decide if they want to stay together to get a divorce or to stay married. Mm-hmm. So many of them have idealized what it means to be married. That when they get into it, they're like, this isn't what I thought. I just want to give up. No, honey, it's work. Mm-hmm. It's work. And you just wanted it to be kissing and have somebody to cook for you when you get home. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be realistic about what you're looking for. And you can't be so married to the idea of marriage that you're willy-nilly out here just mm-hmm. or just settling for whatever's convenient Ooh, I settling settling is a word that that oftentimes happens and it happens a lot with black women mm. talk about it i'm doing the best i can <laughs> i have mm, i know people there's people who i've come across in my life who have been with just one person and that's fine too some people sometimes you just know you know me, I'm not. I'm not that way. At first, I was. So you like, be with a lot of people. Is this the tea? No, this ain't no tea, honey. <laughs> uh, at first, I really thought I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna be just like this is this is the fella. No, he does not. Fella, he doesn't listen to this. She show, said, so like, "I will whatever. grab one from the 1950s. He shall be mine." This fella. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh, this is the guy. He's real special. He treats me right. His family's great. But then you know, things happen, and then you're like, wait a minute, no. Like, life is meant to be experienced and explored. And explored. And that also comes with dating. And if you're going to be tied down to some, well, some people don't have to date. It's totally fine. But some people like I to. Th- the most important thing is that everyone has choices. And you have to look at your own key performance indicators, your KPIs, like any mm-hmm. good business. What What are we going to determine as success in our lives? For a business, it might be return on Instagram. Or return on Instagram. Return on investment. investment. On Instagram, it might be number of followers. But for some people, it might be percent engagement, right? For me in my life, I know that um, one of my key performance indicators is not going to be marriage. Whether I do Mm -hmm. it or or I'm not going to do it, that's not going to be success for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think it's beautiful if that's something that you've chosen for yourself. We need to create spaces where it's okay to share how you feel and your choices without having to feel like people are judging you or to feel like you have to live to other people's expectations. Like it is up to you. Just like you said, you want to date a lot of different people. I empower people who want to. Maybe. And that might not be sexually, (laughs) but like sexual liberation. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Celibacy. Go for it. Abstinence. Incredible. Like do your life. 
and I'll do me and your success, however you define it, won't change the way that I define my success and how real it is to me. Mm -hmm. But marriage is not an aspiration. Mm, Maybe that's it. Maybe that's that's what it is. I, I like this unpopular opinion. It makes it, me feel safe to share oh, things. Oh, it's totally fine. Because most of the time I share the same sentiments as many of the guests. What is a song that you you find many people like that you don't like? Recent, like, a, like a song in general? Yeah. Um, I've said on the show I really cannot stand the song Sweet Caroline. And I stand by that. Sweet. Like that. Yeah, it's, no, I'm oh familiar. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. Um, Come On Eileen is another one I really hate. I hate that song very much. Okay. What about Boot Up? How do you feel about Boot Up? Um, I went to Washington, D.C. a couple weeks ago, and that's all they played was Boot Up. So Boot Up is on my short list of songs that I actually cannot listen to anymore. Hmm. I can't listen to Boot Up. I'm really, ooh, you know what song I really couldn't stand for a long time? Uptown Funk. Up. <gasps> I couldn't do it. It was like, they play it too Uptown much. Uptown Funk you up. Uptown Funk Terrible. You up. Terrible. Oh, gosh. Maybe I think that, I haven't heard it in so long, so maybe it'll it'll feel better to me when I hear mm-hmm. it the next time. Yeah. But, whoo, girl, I can't. I can't with Uptown Funk and Sweet Caroline and Come On Eileen. Wow. What are your least favorite songs? Girl, I'm not into music the way you're into music. <laughs> I need a whole hour to prep for that question. <laughs> um, I also listen to like the same five songs. I'm not really. Oh my god, I tuned into the radio. I saw this tweet. It was like um, a, a picture of Lisa Simpson pouring coffee into a cup, and it was like uh, the coffee cup said like the same five songs. <laughs> yeah. for the past 10 years and then like her face is just like so satisfied and it's like me <laughs> I'm like the I only way I hear new music is literally if a car goes by my apartment and I hear it through that's how I heard boot up for the first time I kept hearing cars go by playing it off the radio and it would bleed through my windows in my apartment <laughs> yeah awesome well that was it let me do my sign off and then we'll get out of here and get some food because it do you want to do some closing words? I think. Oh yeah, we always do closing words. You should wrap it up. That yeah, that's what I was I just about know to do. What we talked about. Lord. <laughs> so that need some French fries, Lord God. <laughs> so that's all for and friends with Jana Jefferson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jana Jefferson. Follow the show on Instagram at and friends podcast, and don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play, where you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available. And if you'd like to be a guest host on the show, hit me up at andfriendsguest at gmail.com, and we'll keep in touch. Extreme thanks to my guest host for today, Faluke Twakli. Was that better? Did I say it properly? That was perfect. Thank you for the effort. Yes! For being incredible. So do you have anything to promote on your end? Uh, you can follow me at Fluke Fiasco on Twitter and Instagram. Any updates about my life will be there. Woohoo! And fans of the show, um, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you guys follow me on anything or you just listen to my voice. But I was featured on Shop Verco's Badass Babes blog. Ooh. There's a cute little video. There's pictures. There's an interview. So you get to see a little bit of about the person behind the microphone. So yeah, go. She doesn't have a face for podcasts, y'all. You should see it. Ew. <laughs> ew. Ew, ew, ew. So our closing, closing remarks is basically um, constructive feedback to the person occupying Hillary Clinton's space in the White House um, and what he can do instead of tweeting. 
You want me to provide that's, that? That's how we do it every week. It's like, so instead of tweeting, you should, Donald Trump, you should, yada, yada. Because we used to be like an F you to Donald Trump, and now we're like trying to be better, smarter, more So it wouldn't helpful. be the end of the podcast if I didn't circumvent this question, which is, I don't even really say this man's name, which is very difficult. Voldemort. I don't even say that. I just uh, be like, I, I'm on a Whoopi Goldberg front with this. Like, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to recognize somebody who basically cheated allegedly as president. It's very difficult for me to uh, acknowledge just the negativity from an office, which I really mm-hmm. admired and on some level idolized, which maybe that's the Lord saying, you don't, you have no idols in this country. Let mm-hmm. me give you a taste of humility. Um, I think one of our largest issues as a nation right now is that we're so focused on people at finger pointing and at name calling and clapbacks and who can get in what kind of jab that we are so lost on finding solutions. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a more solution oriented co- um, community because I have more life to live. Mm-hmm. I like efficiency. Um, cool. Let's leave five minutes in the meeting to vent about how we feel. And then let's spend 15 minutes in the meeting talking about where we're going to go from here. That's how I feel. So if I could say anything to that man, which I can't because I have him blocked. Same. Mm-hmm. It has been a very happy Twitter Which feed. don't tell my place of employment because that doesn't sound like good journalism. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You got to do what you got to do for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I would important. say... Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't say anything negative. I would just start adding people that he should follow. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, I would say, where are the solutions? I, I honestly don't have words for this man. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to say because once you start arguing with a fool, you mm-hmm. become the fool. Mm-hmm. I am interested in getting people out to vote for the midterm elections. November 6th. Voting in their local elections. Absolutely. Um, because at this point, he's there, and we have to deal with it. But mm-hmm. where are we going from here? Um, I'm really happy for Alexandra Costillo-Cortez. Yes. Um, and, and so young and strong so and So young. And, oh, again, a great feminist icon of this time, if you will. Um, and she's also very vocal about... Uh, anyone who wants to put her in a box Mm -hmm. um she is coming forward and loudly and confidently about certain things that you could consider an unpopular opinion which is um abolish ice strong stance Mm -hmm. um she's using the word socialism not on its own she's democratic socialist but um even using that word in the past would have been like no you're gonna trigger like whatever but Mm -hmm. i don't understand why we can't re-envision the way we see this country when other people want to adhere so closely to a document which was written by people who believed we were property Mm -hmm. oh there's nothing that could use revision i don't trust that Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I will question everything. I will say, I see your games. I think that would be a better tweet to, um, I see your games games and they're not going to phase me. I'm going to keep moving forward. Here's what I plan to do. And I would probably tweet that to him every day because consistency is key in your professional development, in what you say, what you do on an individual level, in your organizations, in your activism. Be consistent. You can't fall off. Falling off is where, you know, you get nothing done. 
Um, and I think he is a master manipulator of the media and people fall into his trap often. He will often put up smoke to distract people from mm-hmm. what's going on and we lose the crux of important isu- issues. Um, I would also urge people beyond the U.S. government, you learn more about global governments and how they do things and what's going on with them and what cases are going on. Um, Right now in India, there is a case of a woman who was gang raped and killed and they just sentenced Mm. like the six individuals um, to the death penalty and to different punishments. I think the one under 18 only has to do a couple years or whatever. But like that's an important case and we should be considering it when we talk about hashtag me too. Mm-hmm. How are we being allies for our international folks? Um, was it India where they just started having women drive? Like mm-hmm. what does driving mean? Having a mobility, being able to do for yourself. Like these are conversations. And I think we talk so much about my truth and their truth and finding the truth. Like the truth is so much more valid when it's not self-serving. Mm-hmm. When you are incorporating the victory of everyone into where you're headed and the stories you're telling. So yes, I would say to him, Watch out. That's a good way to wrap it up. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, And Friends Podcast will be back sooner than expected. We usually have two-week breaks, but not this week, honey. So keep an eye out. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, honey. uh Uh-uh, honey. So we'll be back. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.